Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to ADH Cheech. What's up, everybody? This is ADH Cheech, the show, the companion show to ADHD cast. Um, I am the host, ADH Cheech himself, Cheech, and I have Christina here with me. Hey, everyone. And we are going to get into it a little bit this week with our, well, there's a few things coming up, right? We have Loki coming up very soon. Yes, we do. We have... um, Suicide Squad coming up soon. We've been watching a lot of television. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you want to mention the show we've been watching all the time? We've been watching... Two shows. Two shows consistently. Well, we're watching a lot of them. We're watching different shows. We've got a lot. But um, we're very addicted to Teen Wolf, <laughs> which I'm very surprised because I didn't think I was going to like it. It's on MTV. We're watching it on Hulu. Yeah. Um, but it was broadcast through MTV and it came out in... 2011, I think. 2011. And we are now in season three. Yeah. Season three. And we're going by them so fast. <laughs> but it's so good. I'm really impressed because I didn't think I was going to like it. But we're totally into Teen Wolf right now, which stars um, Taylor. Tyler. Tyler. Huchin? Huchin Lee? Hochlin. Hochlin, who plays Derek Hale in Teen Wolf and plays Superman in Superman vs. Lois. So Superman vs. Lois, we've talked about this, that show on, on here. Yeah. And we're still watching it. We we still love it. And so we're very... Um, it's held up. I mean, we're yeah. only seven in or something like that. Yeah, episode seven. But um, it stayed good. You know, it didn't lose any steam. So no. we like it. And basically, uh, I think that you're just the biggest Tyler Holton fan <laughs> in the world. <laughs> Every episode we're watching, we're like, oh, Superman. <laughs> um, I didn't expect to be watching... I didn't know if I was because these CW shows, a lot of them have really good first seasons. So mm-hmm. maybe that's what we're witnessing right now. The really but the good, su- but Superman, Lois, really good maybe. first season of Superman and Lois. But maybe we're also. But then Teen Wolf. I wasn't sure. I well, I like shows like this because we watched True Blood. Yeah, which is kind of like the same thing, but with vampires. Yes. But that one was on HBO, so that had other advantages. Yeah. You had like you know more blood, more killing more sex more nudity more everything on yeah. hbo oh, so HBO. that was great um and i did i didn't expect i've always so i wanted to watch it mm-hmm. but it's just so uh there's stigma around teen wolf i think <laughs> really yeah because What's stigma? It, well it's called teen wolf yeah so and it, everyone thinks of it as a show for little girls but i guess i'm just a little girl at heart. <laughs> you are i think that that was my thing too it was like and it's oh, on mtv like, it's on mtv i feel like can't be really good yeah and so i don't know I, I i didn't have high expectations of it but as we started watching it i, I really got into it like the drama well, the action the storylines the characters we did we did watch scream on mtv yeah a few years we ago did like and scream. that was good too mm-hmm. that was actually really good too so. I mean, I think what I'm I'm so shocked as we're watching this, like this is meant to be for like high schoolers, is maybe it? middle schoolers. 
it's I shocking because so. these like kids are like 15 and 16 and yes. they're just like Let's watch them have sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't see a lot of them having sex, but you. No, but, but they, they definitely it, like. They make it clear that. Yes, that they're thinking the about it or they've done it. That or they've had do- sex, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the so. storyline where he's trying to f- hide a condom from the his girlfriend's mom. Oh, and yeah. it's like. It is weird. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everyone's like 35 and p- supposed to be in high school. <laughs> 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 I mean, that's pretty normal. But, um,. So, yeah, we're watching a lot of shows. But one show that we wanted to watch because, uh, well, first off, Daniel told me that the show was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's called Jupiter's Legacy. And that show, that's what we're going to talk about today mostly here. That one just came out, Jupiter's Legacy. And it was um, a Mark Millar show. That's the guy who did Kick-Ass he did um there's another thing that that dude did but uh he's the creator of it and we watched it on netflix there's only like eight episodes so it's like really easy to watch um what'd you think tell us about it what's the story about set it up for me uh no i think you should set it up (laughs) (laughs) uh jupiter's legacy it's about these we just are introduced to this world of superheroes and um there's a lot of similarities with other stuff we've been watching the Mm -hmm. main character is utopian yeah and base and so i guess the story is that these six normal humans at some point gain superpower yes and now they're like a superhero team but we only see like three of them or in the first few episodes it's utopian his wife lady liberty um so the brother which i don't remember his name walt Mm -hmm. and um they all have powers and they're basically trying to figure out and they're basically the show is about he wants the sh- the main character Sheldon, who is uh, Utopian. He's like they're all old. They're all like in their sixties or seventies. Actually, yeah. they're probably a lot older than that if they were young in the thirties. But um, they, he wants to keep the code of the superhero code of let's not kill anybody. And the new wave of superheroes are like. You know, that's old fashioned. Maybe we should be killing these people. The world's a lot rougher place than it was. Yeah, when you super started. villains have changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of I, which I kind of like about the show is because really that's what they're talking about in almost every episode is like, do we can we just not kill? Well, they had two rules. They said don't kill anybody, and they wouldn't don't get, don't get involved in politics or, or govern govern governing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like they've been around f- since the '30s, and they haven't interrupted any wars or anything like that so like at one yeah one of the characters says walt he was like you know i always feel bad about us not getting involved in world war ii we could have you know saved jews from concentration camps we Mm -hmm. could have ended the war a lot sooner and the other guy you know makes a good point too is like well if we got involved in that war then we'd have to get involved in korea vietnam and (laughs) desert storm and all of these wars so I think that's interesting because it's something they haven't really had to deal with in the Marvel universe. Yeah. Because we, I guess as far as we can tell in Marvel, you did have Captain America going back into World War II. Because that was the first movie. That's what it was about. Remember? 
World War Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then there's no more superheroes, I guess, until mm-hmm. Tony Stark, and that's like in twenty two thousand eight. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. So they kind of avoided the whole subject of war. But like, what do superheroes do during war? Mm-hmm. Do they stay out of it? That's a good question. That's a good question, right? I think, I don't know if they've ever really come. Like, I'm trying to think, like, has Batman ever gone to war? I don't think so. I don't know. But I know, I think that I'm sure they've done it because, you know, comics were around in the 70s, like the late 60s and 70s. Like, yeah. were, were superheroes going to, to Vietnam? I think they were. Really? I think Captain America has been to Vietnam. Wow. That is a great question. That is a really good question. So, and so this show is kind of answering that question. And he's saying, like, we don't get involved in that. And uh, that's kind of their policy. So they kind of just let things happen. And basically all they're doing is saving people, you know. And that's kind of the other thing they're talking about. Like, what are we, what are we going to do? Are we just going to freaking save, like, you know, stop bank robbers? Is that all we're here for? You know, and supervillains and stuff. But what about, you know, the wars? What about the way of the world? So here's the description from IMDb. It says, The first generation of superheroes has kept the world safe for nearly a century. Now their children live up to their legacy in an epic drama that spans decades and navigates the dynamics of family, power, and loyalty. So, yeah, there's two storylines on this show. You have the old superheroes mm-hmm. who, how old would they be if you were young, like in your 20s, in the 30s? Yeah, they're like in their 20s. What do you mean? No, how what? old would you be now? <laughs> how, would you, how old would you be now? If you were in your 20s? Yeah. In what, 1930? Yes. You would be like 100 years old, wouldn't you? You'd be 91. 91? Like, mm-hmm. So I guess they're like 91. Is that math right? Yeah. That's such a calculator. I figured that out <laughs> while I tell them what's going on. So we have, there was the original superhero team, and that's what we kind of get in this show. We get the the flashbacks. Of them going, what? They would be 91. If what? If they were born in 1930. Oh, I did not No, wrong. not born in 1930 <laughs> if they were in their 20s. So okay, you have hold to, on. So they're 110. So they're like 71. No, <laughs> they're 110. Oh, you're right. You're if right, they were, right. you were 20 in, your, in the 1930s, oh, yeah. Yeah, it'd yeah, be 110. Right. Yeah, you're right. So they're old as dirt. But they're they old, look but fantastic. They, yeah, they don't. I think because they're superheroes, right? Yeah, I guess they're not aging normally. They have white hair, but they still like, and you know, they basically they look, look completely young. Mm-hmm. And they look like they would be in their fifties. Their fifties? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're hundred and ten, yeah, so yeah. they look amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, their hair is just gray. Basically, they look like their normal ages. And we, so, who are the actors? We got Josh Duhamel, who's playing Utopian. Uh, from uh, what's it called? Transformers, Transformers. fame. <laughs> we have Leslie Bibb, who I recognize, but I can never remember what she's been in. And then basically from there, I don't recognize any of these people. Do no, you? No. no. So there's a lot of not famous. Oh, there is Black Efron. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> there's a dude on this show named Ian Quinlan. Oh, I've actually heard that name before. But, uh, he looks exactly like Zac Efron, except he's black. <laughs> he does. Something about his face. Yeah. About his, it's something about his eyes you know and his face structure. About his face, it's Zac Efron's face. <laughs> <laughs> it's just on a black guy. Um, 
Yeah, I guess he's been in some other f- stuff. Orange and the New Black, he was in that. Okay. He was in Gotham. He was in Gotham, a bunch of episodes of Gotham. He was placed Carl Pickney. I don't know who that is. Uh, okay, so that dude's in the show, and he looks exactly like... So from here on, we'll just call him Black Efron. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so you have the original superheroes, uh, Utopian, uh, his wife, his brother. You have... a black dude who used to work for him in the 30s mm-hmm. you have um his best friend george and you have uh this doctor who we don't know a lot about named blue bolt i guess his name and i think that's it so you go back and you're getting flashbacks of them in the 30s and how they ended up becoming superheroes and then you get uh, and then you have the present day storyline, which is where they're dealing with whether or not they should have this code mm-hmm. and continue it. And he's trying to train up his son, uh, Brandon, to be like the new him when new he leader. retired. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of like trying to keep these kids in line. But these kids like they're kind of assholes, mm-hmm. man. All of the kids are complete assholes. Like, Except for his son. His son's I think his son's nice. like trying like the son, you know. I feel like he is trying to live up to his dad's expectations. Yeah. But everyone else, they're all messed up. Yeah, they're <laughs> they all, all got issues. His sister, so it's there's two kids who from, you know, are like from the ultimate superhero team, the Utopian and Lady Liberty. They have Chloe and and Brandon. And Chloe's just a drug addict. Yeah. Who and who doesn't want to be a superhero, but she has superpowers. She just wants to be a model, you know, and yeah. and do drugs. And then the son is trying to be and they're like Superman. I mean, all of them have super strength and superpowers, but I guess Utopian's like the strongest one. And um, basically the storyline with that is that there's a new hero. There's a, there's a new villain that comes out. Or there's a villain. What's his name? Black Sky? Black? No, I don't know. Black something or other. Yeah. <laughs> a super villain comes out and all of the superheroes. Black Star. Black Star. Yeah. All of the superheroes are fighting him. Yes. And he's going to kill, like, everyone. Black Star, he was, like, getting ready to kill everyone. And Brandon, instead of holding back his punches like he's supposed to, he punches them full strength and smashes the guy's head and, and kills somebody. Mm-hmm. So then that causes this great divide between the no, new superheroes and the old superheroes. And basically, the new superheroes and everyone except against Sheldon, the main character, mm-hmm. who's trying to keep everyone to the code of not killing so that and that's the main storyline and honestly that or i don't know it's like 50 50 between flashbacks and that storyline yeah and i think that storyline i really didn't care that much about did you like any of these people did i like any of the characters yeah um i mean the kids the kids, no. I mean, I think that I realized and that superheroes can't be parents. <laughs> they don't know how to I be parents. I, I feel like they have so much problems with keeping their kids in line or being there for them. The, mm-hmm. the kids resenting them for not being there for them, for keeping them and I guess, higher standards than other kids. But, I mean, that makes sense. They have superpowers. They have responsibilities. But, but why? I don't understand. How would you be so unhappy... And when you have superpowers, how can you be so unhappy? I think people just don't want the responsibility. They're kids. They're young. I don't know. Well, I can understand not I having think... the super the responsibility, but why? 
I don't understand. I don't understand. You know, I guess it's just like always looking at the other side because, you know, you think people who are rich, mm-hmm. like they ain't going to have no problems, but they obviously do. So I guess if you would have superpowers, you would still have problems. What problems yeah. would you have? I think that's us thinking that if we had superpowers, we would still have problems. But I'm thinking if I had pro- superpowers, I don't think I'd have any problems anymore. I don't know. I think the expectations are different. I think it's like when you're, um, I don't know, like the responsibility is higher because your parents had superpowers. So you have more responsibility to do more I, than what they did. I understand that. But why do you have problems? I think if you're reluctant to accept that responsibility and the powers on the down low. <laughs> that's what you think. What happened to you using your X-ray vision to look at people and do what? Who knows what? <laughs> what are you talking about? What you X-ray said vision? if you had if you had superpowers, you'd be abusing your superpowers. Oh, I definitely be abusing my superpowers. But what does that have to How do? That with wouldn't me? keep it in a down low. <laughs> yeah, it would. No one would know. <laughs> Mm. I don't know how. I don't know if you keep it a secret. Could you keep it a secret <laughs> if you had superpowers? If I had superpowers, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand why these people are so miserable. And I, I, and like I've said many times before, like I always feel like these. Everyone on shows now. I don't know if it's nowadays or always. Every character has to have like a horrible backstory. And that's mm-hmm. another thing that we get on this show. So, like, they introduce, like, way later in the show, they introduce Brainwave, the the brother who, Walt, his daughter. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They introduce her for, like, two episodes. And we just find out, oh, yeah, by the way, she's got a horrible backstory. Every character has a horrible backstory. They're, the main superhero's kids, I guess the, the father was, they had a horrible childhood growing yeah. up with the father. And then... You know, everyone's got so much damage and it's like, isn't there anyone, any people that don't have all this damage? Like, I feel like, do you feel like most people have this much damage? Am I just living in a dream world where where most people aren't this fucked up as people on television? But I think in television, they exaggerate. Well, that's, yes. That's part of entertainment. Yeah, but is it entertaining to watch people with all of these just have horrible, horrible backstories? Is that entertaining? Maybe for some. Writers think it, I'm sure, seem to I'm think sure it is. I'm sure there's people with lots of drama and problems, but you know, everyone's at different degrees of what their trauma and drama is. Yeah, but I mean like, I think that I don't know. I kind of feel like the these the writers of of TV shows and movies and stuff like well, mostly TV shows, I guess, is where you mostly see this. But like, they think well, you know. I guess it's like writing Rona One. Like, oh, give this character a story and give mm-hmm. them you know depth. You don't want just shallow characters. Yes, <laughs> but don't you go overboard when everyone has a traumatized past like wonder, so everyone has a tragedy in their background i wonder if they do it for character development right well like yeah that's what i mean start tra- one place so that they could be in a better place at the end of it but some of these characters they're introducing you to these characters who have this big old backstory and then they just end up dying <laughs> but i think that with some of them it doesn't really matter it just it's just more for the drama or more for it's more for the drama, like with, yeah. you know, Walt's daughter. Yeah, she he wasn't there for her. Yeah. I mean, to me, it just tells me that superheroes 
are terrible fathers. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I don't know because Superman's having to deal with the same thing. I guess this and Superman and Lois, he's dealing with kid drama. Yeah, and the kids feeling like he's oh, and those kids there. are awful kids too. Yeah, they don't have an awful childhood. They no. just have a million problems because yeah. I don't know what. I, I think it's just I don't know. I guess it's entertaining. It's not People. entertaining to me. I hate I hate watching these characters that are just I don't know. Are they just trying to say like oh everyone's depressed? I mean I guess everyone is to an extent. But do you want to watch shows and shows and shows and shows about it where everyone's depressed? Everyone is like so tortured. I think is I think it's their plot of building character de- for character development. I don't know. I don't know. I I'm trying to think. I, I I don't know. I maybe and am I wrong to think about like because ev- does every show just do that and I've just never. I mean, I guess I, I I do notice, but I mean, like, does it just not bother me when it's done well, and then like bother me more when it's not done well? I think the balance when it's too obnoxious and it's just continuously whining, whining, whining. <laughs> yeah, then I would be upset about it too. I mean, that's what happened with Arrow. Yeah. And that's the reason why I stopped watching Arrow because it was just a continuous cycle. Yeah. And then you just get tired of it. It's draining. Because if we think about drink Game of Thrones, they all had horrible stories. Like if yeah. you think about the five kids of, of Game of Thrones, yeah, they all had horrible stories. But I guess they just didn't whine about it that much. Like, if you think about it. No, because they did, they did something about it. All of them were Well, they achieving. either did something about it or their horrible stories just continued. Yeah. And we were just oh, watching yeah. them still being in horrible yeah. situations. Like Sansa. Like Sansa. Her storyline was horrible for like the first six Season, seasons yeah, <laughs> of the sure. show or something like that. And Arya, I guess she was still dealing with all kinds of filth for a long time. But honestly, I feel like they weren't they didn't seem like shitty because of the horrible things that happened to them. I don't know. I guess it's a completely different world. So you can't really compare it to like living in a modern society versus living in castles and dragons and and shit. But I think like, like, um, I don't know. I think it could also be privileged, you know, like the daughter, like she's, you know, has everything. We're has about all Chloe in Chloe, this show. Chloe, yeah. In, you know, she has everything. She's unhappy, but she's choosing, you know. To be a drug addict and choosing not to be like her father. Yeah, or, you know, or even if she didn't want to be her father, she's chosen. She's choosing to do differently, but not, mm. you know, and what she's choosing is getting her into these situations. Yeah. So, but she has everything, yeah. but she's making those choices. Yeah. You know, when she could have, you know, still not wanted the powers, but lived differently or done something differently. But she's choosing that route. I don't know. And I guess that they're trying I to think, show mm-hmm. the celebrity because their parents are celebrities, some of them. And they do show the other superheroes, like other superhero kill children who are like living it up. This guy's like, yeah, we can go save people, but you got to have a little bit of fun too. And he's like partying at a, at a club. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know. I just don't like. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It just bothers me when like everyone when people are are this tortured, and is like, you have superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> so that's I mean, that's that storyline. Yeah, I mean, because I feel like with the brother, yeah, you know, he's he's. I don't think he's completely miserable. 
You know, he he when wants. When does he does he smile one time in this whole show? But I, I don't think, think he does. No, but I think the reason he's so down is because he's holds his dad on such a high pedestal and wants his dad's approval so much that it brings him down. Yeah. But it's not a, it's not his superpowers that are bringing him down. It's you know the pressure that he puts on himself and the so much value in yeah. what his dad thinks. Yeah. But you know, and it's the dad's not, straight up. Well, he. He and overheard dad, his yeah. dad saying, like, uh, he's not ready, and I don't know if he ever will be. And yeah. he keeps on, like, running that through his head through the whole show. Yeah. Uh, and he does suck. He's not as strong as Chloe. He's seemingly, seemingly right? Yeah, he does. He, she's, like, super strong. But we never see Chloe fighting any superhero, super villains. So how do you know how strong she is? All you see is I just, that, that a van crashes yeah. into her, and she does fight these other mm-hmm. lesser super criminals i guess they are yeah and she beats the crap out of them very easily Mm -hmm. so she does have strength but but brandon was fighting black star who is like the ultimate super villain yeah right Mm -hmm. and but he was also fighting someone else at the beginning and he gets his ass kicked yeah yeah yeah, she had no superpowers she had like a super suit yeah and she she was beating him up Mm -hmm. or some bullshit yeah so i don't think everyone's depressed i don't think it's i don't know who's not depressed on this show the father's depressed. Josh Duhamel's depressed. They all got issues. They, the, all, they the, do all got the issues. The mom is semi-depressed. She goes back and forth. I don't know. I guess the uncle, who I actually probably liked more, more so, uh, Walt. I liked Walt. Oh, mm-hmm. um, and I think that storyline's good. So the s- storyline is they think that... So the original six superheroes, they had... This guy named George, who was uh, Sheldon's best friend, the main, Utopian's best friend, and he turned on them at some point over the last 100 years, I guess, <laughs> it turned on him. And um, he's missing. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows where he is. He, w- he turned on them and he went into hiding. We don't know the full details on what actually happened between them yeah. uh, or why that he left them. And uh, Didn't it have to do something with the code? Something to do with the code. Mm-hmm. Like he wanted to be more involved in... Uh, in governing and i guess so does walt walt kind of has that streak in him too so we think that this character so the basically the storyline for the 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 original you know for the current timeline Mm -hmm. is that they think george made a clone of black star the super villain and that he's trying to he has some scheme that they're working on so they're trying to figure out what george's scheme is turns out Spoilers. Spoilers for anyone. If you don't want to know, skip for the next 30 seconds. <laughs> uh, turns out, starting now, that it was never George. It was actually Walt, yeah. his brother, mm-hmm. who was the making it look time. like George cloned Black Star and had him come back because Walt is the one who really wants to take over the world. And take over Jupiter, um, the su- Utopian's leadership. Yeah, he wants, he wants to be, to the, be lead the next of, lead. The union of justice is mm-hmm, what they call it. Mm-hmm. I think he wants to take over the world and like make the world a better place, like through force. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, like, I guess that's his plan. Which is interesting because I feel like throughout the show, I got a lot of hints or things that reminded me of Invincible. Yes, like the whole idea of taking over the world, right? Or yeah. you know, them feeling um, Omni Man feeling superior to everybody in the planet and needing. You know, feeling like he needs to 
you know, govern the whole planet, you know, and have everyone be submissive to do mm. because he knows what's right. Well, not to mention that he looks exactly like Omni-Man. Oh, yeah. Utopian um, and Omni-Man have the same outfit. Yeah. They both have like graying hair. Yeah. They both are basically Superman. Yes. There's a lot of weird... And there's the storyline with his son, mm-hmm. just like on Invincible. So there's like a lot of crossover between those these two shows. Yeah. Um, I think that's one thing that needs to be addressed is that I think that... The costumes on this show show does not do not look good. No, <laughs> they don't, right? No, I don't think so. They just look like they look like costumes. They look they like look complete like, costumes, mm, like padded. Yeah, they don't even oh, look yeah. like real muscles. They look no, like they're definitely padded, padded. shoulders, because, padded. <laughs> which is weird too, because they show Josh Dumel like without his shirt in like one scene, and he just looks like a skinny, you know, yeah. good guy. He's in shape, but he's skinny. And then when, anytime he's in the costume, he's like, <laughs> like big old <laughs> muscles everywhere. And they all are. And it's kind of like, um, I don't know. I just don't think their costumes look very good. And every, and there's a lot of screen time of, of costumes. And his hair is like super fake as Phil. They should cut it. Why don't they cut it? Is that what it looked like in the comments? He just comics. Uh, it, it looks kind of like that, but it looks longer and more sh- shaggy in, in the show than it does in... Uh, in the comic book pictures I've seen, but I don't know. But I just, I really didn't care for the look of no, this show. I don't think it looked. I. I wouldn't say it looked badass. No. The um. The. Yeah, and I think the special effects don't look amazing either. But I mean, it's a TV show, so you can't yeah. expect it to have amazing special effects. But I will say that the parts that I do like uh, are. All the story of the original six. So the whole thing with... So now we go back to the flashbacks. And this is the part that I actually really liked. Because I do want to see like how they became superheroes. And we find out that... Well, first off, it goes back to the 30s, to the mm-hmm. 20s when they were young. And um, it's like right at the fall of... Or right at when um, the Great Depression started. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And their dad, Sheldon and Walt's dad runs a giant steel company and apparently he had been stealing from the <laughs> from his uh workers pension mm. to raise money or something like that for the company and um when the stock market crashes the business completely goes under and the dad kills himself and what is that what causes him to start seeing yeah after his dad died yeah um Sheldon loses his mind yeah he does he starts having visions. He starts having a seizure, mm-hmm. and then he has visions, and then he starts talking to his dead dad. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of crazy. Like I've never seen a superhero origin story where the the main villain or the main the main character kind of is like a complete mess and like going crazy, seemingly losing his mind, and then later on he's the hero. Mm-hmm. So I think that was like interesting. Is like. This fool is so crazy. How does he end up being like the main character, the main hero and the leader of this crew? Because he's lost his goddamn mind. Yeah. (laughs) And it turns out that all of that, he starts getting visions. He's seeing his dad talking to him. He starts drawing like weird symbols. And we meet him. We meet uh, the main characters. We see George, who is his best friend, who kind of helps him work through these craziness and kind of says like, trusts him and he says like well 
you know, because the dad just killed himself. They just lost their business. He's like, maybe he he indulges him and says, yeah, let's go investigate your visions. And yeah. they go and he has this vision of the six original superheroes. He doesn't know all of them yet. He knows, obviously, he knows his brother. He knows George. George. He knows the worker. He knows uh, the black dude. I don't remember his name. Um, Grace, it, his wife. Grace, his wife. Uh, he doesn't really know her. He was just she was just a reporter who wrote an article about his dad yeah. at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, we showed them going on this story. Oh, and there's one guy that he doesn't know at all, or there's two people that they don't know at all. I think I don't know. And then he's going. So they figure out he goes to Kansas. I don't know. His visions lead him to Kansas, which I'm not sure. They didn't really make clear how he ended up in Kansas. I don't know either. I don't, I don't know. I, I just know that there was like a windmill. He just leaves. Somehow. He just leaves and he ends up in Kansas and yeah. he goes to see this windmill. His drawing, his drawing, he didn't know what it was. George helped him figure out it was a windmill. And he goes and talks to a farmer, a farmer who dead. is the, the dad from that 70s show. Yes. He's not dead. Oh, he's not. No, he's a real farmer. Oh, he was still alive. Yeah, he's still alive. Oh, he just looked dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was dead very shortly because he and he finds out from this farmer is that he they were going that this farmer was in the army or in the navy and he ended up in a boat and at a certain place like there's a storm that it ch- chased his ship down and killed and killed everyone on the ship and he made it out. And since then he's been having these visions that have drove him crazy. He killed his whole family <laughs> and uh, that he. Basically, he's going through the exact same thing that Sheldon went through, mm-hmm. that is going through right now. And um, he tells him, like, he sees Sheldon's going through the same thing. And he said, oh, are you seeing somebody talking to you? Is it somebody close to you? Don't listen to them. They're lying to you. And then he kills himself. Mm. So, and then Sheldon goes down to the, to the cellar of that guy's house and he finds, like, Coordinates. Well, he finds coordinates and he finds the farmer's dead family. And that's when he has the vision of all the people on the thing. So they get on the boat and they go on the they go on this long journey and they find out that the six guys, this guy that they pick up out of the water and they make it to the island and they have to go through this whole journey. And it was cool. I don't know. I like that storyline, finding out how they got their powers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And basically, they have to work together <laughs> to get off the island. And when they finally make it to the destination on the island, they get powers from they. Well, they go into this giant cave, and this cave ends up, I guess, taking them to Jupiter. Jupiter. Mm-hmm. They didn't really explain a lot, but the all of the, his craziness and all of his visions were a test to see if he was worthy for the power. So when they get there, they you find out that they were worthy, and that's how they all end up pow- with powers. And but I'm wondering, where did everyone else get their superpowers? Because it's not only, it seemingly, it doesn't seem like it's just their kids that have superpowers, is it? There's like a lot no, of people that no have more. powers, right? Yeah. I wonder if, you know, whatever that thing was that caused them to see vision. But there was visions. like a wave of energy when they opened the door, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe that's, maybe, maybe that's spread around the yeah, world or something. Yeah, maybe. Well, there's definitely the crew of the ship that got hit by it. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So maybe that will cause the them their to get descendants superpowers. to have kids, and yeah, their descendants to have powers. But they come out fully dressed in their costumes, and uh, and that's the beginning of their their superhero journeys. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> but uh, 
we don't know, but we don't still don't know. But that's basically the end of it. We because we don't see like what happens to George, like what happens, why they end up stop being. Uh, yeah, why he left? Why he? Why how did he betray them? them right? Betray them? We don't know if he's still alive. We meet. Yeah, I don't know. There's a, there's so I think there's a lot of potential on this show where it could be good, but yeah, I mean for sure the spoiler of. I mean, finding out that it's Walt this whole time who planted this. And, you know, like we learned that he's always felt that um, his brother was a favorite, that everyone, that for whatever reason, everyone follows him, even when he was crazy. Mm -hmm. So I think he always envied his brother. And I think even now, you know, I mean, I'm curious, why did it take him so long to finally decide now I want to, you know, make this opportunity to cause you know have um the utopian step down and you know kind of create this stress between his his brother and his his son yeah like why now yeah i don't know well why wait till you're 110 yeah like why yeah i don't know um but that was just good first eight episodes and i'm definitely interested to see more Hopefully, I don't know, they give some people some haircuts and they give some people (laughs) some better costumes and raise the budget. But this show did not do great with Rotten Tomatoes. I think they got like 33% or something, like really bad. Let me see. Jupiter's Legacy Volume 1, 38% on the tomato meter from the rate from the critics, 72% from audience. Wow. Where would you give it? Um, I don't know. I th- I think I would give it a seventy-two. Yeah, the high. That's pretty high. Is it? Yeah, I guess. I mean, because you liked it, but I don't think no, you seem to. I didn't love it. Yeah, I mean, because assuming a, what's a ten in your mind? A ten. Yeah, or what's a perfect hundred? I mean, I think. I mean, I think a good seventy. Like, I think it's a good. Wait, wait, wait! But we need to see what your baseline is. What's a hundred percent? Of a superhero show? Yeah. A hundred percent? A hundred percent. Or a high rating show. Hmm. TV show. Yeah. Like, on superheroes. Like I would give Flash season one. Yeah. I'd I was thinking that, of The Flash. I'd give that a good... Good 90. 90%. Maybe mm-hmm. higher. 95%. Mm-hmm. That is really good. Or the Netflix Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'd give that pretty high, too. The 90s. Where So compared to that, where do you get put this? I would still give still it 70? like... Yeah, or like a 65. 65? I think 65, 70 is... Yeah, I would give it around the same. Mm-hmm. That's just going to be a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, Daniel, he wrote in. Daniel Fragilmelli. He said... I've just recently finished Jupiter's Legacy. No spoiler, so I won't say much. Definitely worth a watch. I'd give it an 8 out of 10. It's based on a comic book of the same name. Not sure how accurate it is, though. I've not read it. Um, but he said he plowed through Jupiter's le- Legacy in a couple of nights. Hopefully it gets picked up for a season two. He said he really did enjoy it. There's a lot of opportunity for character development. I did a little reading about it. and Season two follows along with the comics. I think it'll get pretty hectic. Yeah, I think I was watch. I was waiting for this. I was waiting for Utopian to like um, kill everyone in the Union of Justice, like on <laughs> Invincible. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I think it was a good show. But I, I don't know. I, I 
I definitely want to hear. I really just like the original character, the original six superheroes, and the rest of them, I don't know. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed finding out how did they get their powers mm-hmm. and just learning more, like what happened. Like, I think I'm more intrigued in that story than the mm-hmm. present time. Um, but I think the twist in the end was still, I mean, I, I still want to know more. Be interested to to watch more. Well, that's that show. But I did want to talk about the Army of Dead because people were not um, happy with us, I guess. <laughs> well, I I put it on Facebook. It's just one person. I don't even. I'm not even sure who it is. But I put on Army of the Army of Dead. I posted it and I said, "Did anyone actually like this garbage?" Army of, hashtag Army of the Dead and. Uh, Hovan Steak Fries is the guy's name. <laughs> and he says, I enjoyed it. Y'all hate on it because it's edgy to hate on stuff. Do you feel that? And I was like, really? I was like, you think so? We like Justice League, so mm-hmm. we're not all against Zack Snyder here. No. And then we did have some people writing in on on uh, on Instagram, too. We had Colin Pierce. You remember Colin? Colin? Yeah, from way back in the day. Colin Pierce, bro, you don't remember that? Mm-mm. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, he watched it. He did not like it either. Army of the Dead. Mm-hmm. He gave it, let me see. He said, a couple good parts, lots of missteps. He said, uh, I told him I didn't think Army of the Dead was very funny at all. Yeah. He said, I'm also, he said, I second that for sure. I also bummed because I gave a lot of leeway with unanswered questions, plot holes, and suspension of disbelief in films like too much, but this one just felt sloppy on all those points. Mm -hmm. I wanted it to be good so bad. Army of the Dead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't think we were rough on it. I don't think we were rough on it either. I I think that... We tried to like that movie. We did. We really did. And there's other stuff that Snyder's done that we really liked. Yeah. So... I just, I stay by that it wasn't that good. It was not that good. Yeah, I kind of feel like we're in like a a middle period of shows to watch right now. I'm really just waiting for Loki to start. Because like there's not, right now, there's Jupiter's Legacy was kind of like the last on our list. So we're not sure what we're going to watch. So if anyone has any suggestions, please send us that. Because we need more material here. (laughs) We might have to take a week off on ADH Cheech. Maybe we'll see. But, um, yeah, because when does Loki start? It's like in a few weeks, right? In a few weeks. I think, like... The second week of June or something like that? I think the... the, Oh, no, yeah, they moved it up. Yeah. I think they moved it up. So I'm thinking June 9th. June 9th. Wait, is that a Wednesday? Because that's going to be on Wednesdays now. It's on Wednesday. Yeah, Yeah, June June 9th. Okay, that's... I can't wait for that. So two weeks. But because I kind of feel like we're in a dry spell of, of shows. Like, that's why we're watching Jupiter's Legacy. I don't know. I liked it. But I don't know. I didn't love it, love it. But yeah. it, it was good, though. It I would think good. I would definitely watch more. And I could get there. But uh, is there anything else? I think we covered our show. Covered it. I think so, too. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you on Wednesday. Bye. Later. <laughs>